Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome back to Unbothered. Another great day post-Thursday night football. Another Lions win. I told you all. I told you all it was coming. Lions were winning the division this year. I said, book it. Things are looking pretty good. Month of September is done for the Detroit Lions. Three and one. We will talk about last night's absolute grand performance by the Detroit Lions. Then I'm going to get into my week four picks. Looking forward to it. A lot of great games this weekend. Looking forward to breaking those down. And then also week five college picks. And then I might also talk about Joe Burrow and college quarterbacks. Stay tuned. But let's get started with last night's Thursday night football game. So there is no doubt in my mind that I was going to pick the Detroit Lions to win this game. I know there is no doubt in your mind who you thought I was going to pick. I hope you rolled with the Lions as well last night because they looked good. Now, they only had one bad possession. It was their opening drive where they, uh, Jared Goff threw an interception, uh, you know, bad throw by him, great return, uh, set Green Bay up perfectly. I thought, oh, this could be a close one. But the Lions' defense uh, set the tone for that drive. Uh, you know, not, you know, it was a three and out, forced a field goal. And that was the last Green Bay lead of the game. Uh, from there on, it was just methodical. Uh, four scoring drives in a row, touchdown, touchdown, field goal, um, touchdown as well. And then to salt it off, another field goal before halftime. So it was 27-3. And really, like I said, those four consecutive uh, scoring drives, uh, it was it was methodical. It was just great, marched down, like, blink of an eye, 24-3, 27 unanswered points in the first half. It was a master class, 27-3. At that point in the game, when it was 27-3, the Packers only had 20 total yards. I mean, this defense for the Lions was really good. Aiden Hutchinson... Had a sack and a half. He had a great performance. Kamitsky, Aline McNeil, uh, Angelone. Uh, they had just guys flying all around the field. Athletic, physical, tough running football by David Montgomery. This was a master class performance. It was brilliant. And I talked about this on my previous podcast. Is how good Detroit is stopping the run. Uh, you know, top five in that category. And looks like that trend will continue because they only allowed 27 rushing yards on 12 carries last night for an average of 2.3. It was dominating. No other word for it. This front seven is really, really, really good. They are stout. Uh, they are, they are great. Um, so, this is 
again, just a, just a master class, uh, right there. Um, and on the flip side, they controlled the line of scrimmage, uh, my bad, the line of scrimmage where they were running the football well. Uh, they ran for a total of 211 yards on 43 carries. Again, to me, this looked Philadelphia Eagle-esque, uh, the way they were running the football with David Montgomery, who had 32 carries himself, 121 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, he was fantastic last night. He really was. Um, great performance by him outside of Jared Goff's one interception. In that opening drive, he was efficient, 19 for 28, 210 yards, a touchdown again. And then getting the ball to his uh, guys, uh, Josh Reynolds, three receptions, 69 yards. Amon Ra, five for 56. Sam Laporta, four for 56. I mean, spread the ball out, great offensive line play. This Lions team is for real. Now, I know I've been telling you this for a while now. And this dates back to last year, where I said the Lions would be a playoff contender last year, but barely miss it. And I was correct on that one. I was called it, just missed the playoffs by a game. I said this year they are winning the division, at least minimal, winning a playoff game and getting to the divisional round. Because I'm realistic, I don't think they'll get the one seed. And that looks to be right so far. So far, Four weeks in, on par. They're backing up my rankings as to why they're a top 10 team, why they're a top 6, 7 team in the NFL. They are proving it week in and week out. They are well coached by Dan Campbell, Aaron Glenn, Ben Johnson. Great staff, great general manager. This team, I'm not saying it's perfectly constructed because it's not a perfect team. We're not undefeated. But it's an elite roster construction. I mean, Brad Holmes, phenomenal job. This team, uh, phenomenal. Uh, They really now control the division, the NFC North. They're the favorites. Uh, This is just going to get better and better for Lions fans. So hop on the bandwagon now. I'm leading this train, but we are still accepting applications for the Lions locomotive. Hop on while you still can, because we are taken off. Now, there's another thing that I want to mention that pertains to the Lions, is the NFL has redone its gambling um, uh, policies. So now if you are a... Player, you gamble, bet on your own team. The punishment is increased now from one year to two years. You're basically out of the league forever if you do it. Uh, Don't do it. But because of it, some have been reduced, uh, such as Titans offensive lineman uh, Nicholas Petit-Ferrer and also Lions wide receiver Jamison Williams. They have their suspension in now, so they serve their four-game suspensions. It's over because of that new uh, gambling policies because they didn't bet on their own team or on the NFL. Uh, it was just their only, you know, wrong course of action was betting from their team facility. But again, didn't bet on the NFL or the um, 
or on their own team. So, yes, guess what? He is coming back. Uh, he'll be back next week. He's now eligible to play. Uh, the sentence uh, is ended. So that is just better news from this Detroit Lions because they now have a, you know, 10-day rest period. Their next game is uh, next Sunday. So things look good uh, for the Detroit Lions to have this break. Uh, you play a home game now against the Panthers, who are a terrible, terrible team. You get Jamison Williams back working them in with that rest and just how efficient this offense is. You can really get it clicking now. Uh, again, still accepting applications. And I also want to point out one thing, uh, which is, again, don't want to leave this point out. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Who is Ryan Fitzpatrick, for those who don't know? Uh, his nickname is Ryan Fitzmagic. Uh, he was a mediocre NFL quarterback who is on the panel, pregame, postgame, halftime, for Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime Video. And he made a couple of stupid statements yesterday. Uh, before the broadcast, he called Jared Goff a poor man's Matt Ryan. Uh, to me, that makes no sense. Jared Goff actually gave him some flack post-game because he didn't know he was a poor man's anything. I didn't like the comments. Lions fans didn't like the comments uh, because he's been to a Super Bowl. Has he won an MVP like Matt Ryan has? No, but was he in Kyle Shanahan's? elite offensive system. No, but Jared Goff is a great quarterback in his own right. So to say he's a poor man's Matt Ryan, uh, Matt Ryan now out of the league, I mean, it's just dumb. Another dumb thing he said is, when are the Lions going to beat a good quarterback? He said, we've seen their defense look good now for two consecutive weeks against inexperienced quarterbacks like Desmond Ritter and Jordan Love. Do I need or remind you, sir, who the Lions opened the season with? They opened the season against the best quarterback in the NFL, won Patrick Mahomes, and beat him in his own building opening night, 21-20. The defense was just as good as it was last night and the week before against Desmond Ritter. Yes, they were able to hold Patrick Mahomes to just around 50% completion percentage, 21 of 39, two, two touchdowns and just one interception, a bunch of pressures, and only a passer rating of 77 and a half. That's not very Patrick Mahomes-esque, if you ask me. Um, you know, because his passing uh, number so far this season, his passer rating, is 99.5. So, yeah. We held him to 22 uh, points below that mark for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you don't deserve to talk about the Lions. You are a sorry, sorry quarterback. Uh, Jared Goff's a much better quarterback than you will ever be. He has already accomplished more than you ever did. So how about you keep the Lions and Jared Goff and this team out of your mouth until you get the facts straight, my man. Now let's make some week four picks. So I have been right 
every Thursday night so far this season. Honestly, I've got to tell you, it feels so good to pick the Lions right against the Chiefs, the Eagles against the Vikings, the Niners against the Giants, and the Lions again last night. I'm on a 4-0 Thursday night train. Going 1-0 into the weekend. Always feels good. But this weekend is stacked. A lot of good games. It's going to be tough. Uh, hopefully, I can set a new benchmark. My highest was last week, 11-5. and I would like to get 12-4, and 13-3. and Possibly a 14-2, and which is my personal high for picking games for a week. So let's get started. Let's do this. Let's start with the game over the pond in London. Atlanta in Jacksonville. Jacksonville, the official, unofficial team of the European American Football League. That's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, for, crazily enough, though, they've lost three straight there in Jacksonville. And last time Atlanta played there a couple years ago. Kyle Pitts had a touchdown, had a great game over there, but Desmond Ritter, the quarterback, both offenses haven't looked great. Jacksonville, uh, more of a dud, two straight bad weeks for this offense. Always a tough adjustment going over to London to play. Jacksonville's used to it. I think they break the streak, beat Atlanta in Jacksonville. I don't think they fall to one and three. Be very shocked. If they did, uh, but I do think Jacksonville uh, picks up a win against Atlanta. I just think the offense clicks, figures some things out um, that they can use to springboard it against this Atlanta team, who has a tough time protecting Desmond Ritter, and they're not super efficient running the football, even though Bijan's been great. Um, I like Jacksonville to win a close one in London. Then, one of the biggest games. On tap this weekend, uh, Miami and Buffalo. In Buffalo, this is great because uh, the Bill slander has commenced. Uh, there are those, again, if you've been listening to my podcast, people think Josh Allen has slipped. He's not elite. The Bills just aren't this team. They are already propping up the Dolphins. But did you know that? Miami had the same record as they did last year. Tua has the exact same stats in terms of yards, touchdowns, and passes attempted and completed. A little ironic. Uh, week four is when he got injured. Uh, do I think he'll get injured against his Buffalo Bills team? No. But what will get injured? These fins will get injured. I'm rolling with the Bills. Yes, uh, Josh Allen has lost to the Dolphins once in his career. Last year in Miami, this game is played in Buffalo. Buffalo has figured it out since week one. Um, rough start against the Jets. But this offense has looked good. This defense has found their pass rush without Von Miller, which I think is key. Um, I think they'll be able to get to Tua Tagovailoa. The Dolphins have a good offensive line, not a great one, and they're used to just getting the ball out quick on speed. Um, but Buffalo has a great defense. I think Buffalo wins this game. I'm buying into Buffalo uh, to get the win here. Um, not because I'm tired of the Miami talk and all this Miami praise and love. Uh, but, again, I think Buffalo advantage quarterback. 
uh, you know, and that's the key thing in a game like this of this magnitude. And the other thing is under Josh Allen, Miami has not beat Buffalo at home. Um, and everybody is, you know, trying to prompt Miami to a spot where they've never been in my life ever again. My life, I've seen the AFC East. It's been won by the New England Patriots, and it's now been won since Tom Brady left the Patriots by the Buffalo Bills. There's never been the Dolphins winning this division, so they've been have to beat the top dog, and they haven't proven that they can knock them off yet. So that's why I'm not uh, putting them above. That's why I think Tua has more pressure on him this weekend uh, to go out and perform against a big-time opponent like the Buffalo Bills. I expect this to be a great game, but give me the Buffalo Bills. This is a different Buffalo Bills team. Denver-Chicago. This is possibly the worst matchup we'll get this NFL season. Uh, Denver 0-3, Chicago 0-3. Denver just got a 70 spot put up on them, and Chicago can't score, can't stop anybody. They lost 41-3 from the Chiefs. But one of these teams is going to have to pull out the win. One of them, Denver or Chicago. I'm rolling with Denver because both defenses are trash. Denver, of course, their numbers are a little inflated because they did get absolutely pummeled by the Dolphins. But I think this Denver offense is a little better. Uh, Justin Fields, the receivers, just the whole whole uh, vibe of the Bears is utterly terrible. And again, I want the Lions to have as much cushion as possible against all division rivals. So yeah, Broncos are winning this game. You can book that one. Now time for an interesting matchup. Ravens and Browns. So Browns, uh, number one defense in the NFL. Offense hasn't been great. Um, picked it up a little last week, but again, hasn't been, uh, you know, tremendous. Whereas Baltimore, um, injuries, seems like it's taken a toll on him every year. Um, absolutely got gashed last week. If this team had Nick Chubb, and I mean the Browns, I'd probably pick Cleveland. But this is one of my upsets here. I like the Ravens um, to beat the Browns. The number one defense has to face Lamar Jackson. Um, and his kind of dual threat ability, I do think um, they'll be able to get the win, uh, control the game. And again, this is a team that Cleveland hasn't seen yet. I'm not sold on their offense until they do something consistently with it. So I'm not sold on the Cleveland Browns yet. Give me the Baltimore Ravens. In an upset, this line did start at two and a half. It's already moved down to one and a half. So yeah, give me the Baltimore Ravens this weekend. Next up, Cincinnati, Tennessee. A rematch from a playoff game a couple years ago where the Titans sacked Joe Burrow like seven or nine times, something insane, and the Bengals still won. Uh, definitely the Bengals don't want to put themselves in that situation again to where they're getting sacked seven times. That's not that's not favorable. Uh, but I think the Bengals 
can squeak out the win. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, but I would, I do trust, uh, Joe Burrow with one calf. Then I do Ryan Tannehill with two for that matter. I mean, this guy has been awful, awful. Like, get him out of Tennessee bad. Um, like, regressing, he's terrible. Give me more Malik Willis or just throw in, uh, Will Levis, uh, for crying out, crying out loud because this Titans team, Nobody respects the pass. They load up a box, and Ryan Tannehill can't make teams pay. Now they're saying, ooh, is there a possibility an upset here? Can they make the Bengals pay because they got a younger secondary? No. The Bengals will be cash and most checks this weekend. Give me Joe Burrow. Give me Jamar Chase. Just give me that connection over anything the Titans have going because they have nothing going for them. Next, Rams and Colts. I'm picking the Rams, so when a line starts at around one and a half, two, and goes to even pretty quickly and goes back up and goes back down, I like the team that takes it down. So give me the Rams. Uh, Anthony Richardson is starting. Uh, no Gardner Minshew. So uh, Anthony Richardson, their quarterback that they drafted, is back in. I think this is big for them to have him in. I think this will make the game a lot closer. But the Rams need to abandon whatever they just called Monday night against the Bengals and go back to what works. That's running the football consistently with Kyron Williams and get them the ball with Puka Nakua. Um, I believe they'll learn from their uh, mistakes. That'll be their one-game hit that they take. Um, I think this will be a close game, but I like the Rams uh, to pull up a win here against the Colts. Next, Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Tampa Bay got a hard dose of reality last week when they beat the Saints. Um, And I'm rolling uh, with the Saints in this matchup because, you know, we've talked about New Orleans kind of owning this rivalry against Tampa Bay um, recently. It's definitely been in New Orleans' favor. So in New Orleans, in the Superdome, uh, with this defense that's very good, I think – Baker, again, he struggles against good defenses. Uh, This is one that's up there. I think he'll struggle. And with New Orleans, even though Derek Carr, you know, likely not going to play this weekend, they get Alvin Kamara back. I believe he'll be able to run the football. Um, If Jameis Winston is starting, he's had a week of prep. That'll make him a little better. I think this is a close game. Um, But, you know, you look at other matchups in this game, the Marshawn Lattimore versus Mike Evans. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore has a history of getting under Mike Evans' skin. Um, there should be some fireworks this game. Um, I would like Tampa Bay to pull out the win, but I do think New Orleans will get the win here. Next, Washington and Philadelphia. So last year, Washington knocked off Philadelphia undefeated season around game 10, game 11. Don't think Washington's knocking them off. This week, I don't. Uh, Sam Howell, uh, again, strong start to the year. And it sort of came crashing, spiraling down on him. Hasn't looked great uh, recently. Um, the offensive line, not tremendous, whereas the Eagles have a fantastic defensive line and offensive line. 
I expect this defensive line to get after Sam Howell, make him uncomfortable, make him feel the pressure. He'll probably throw another pick or two. Um, but I like Philadelphia uh, to win this game. It's just too talented. I don't see the upset uh, like there was last year. Minnesota, Carolina. Another matchup of two and oh and two oh and three teams going at it. Bryce Young getting the start this weekend. He is back. Good for him. But to me it doesn't matter. I like the Panthers. Uh, or my bad. I like the Vikings. We all knew last year, and I talked about this a lot. Vikings were lucky last year. Eleven and zero in one score games. This year, zero and three. Do I think we're going to go zero and eleven? No, I don't. I believe they'll get this one back against the Packers. Kirk Cousins has been solid this year. Not great because he does have quite a few turnovers. I can't say he's been great or elite, but he's been solid. Justin Jefferson, of course. Is Justin Jefferson one of the best wide receivers? Defense is still not special, but I just think this offense is too much for Carolina, who has shown kind of an inept offense. Their best offensive game was last week, and that was without Bryce Young. That was with Andy Dalton starting. So you throw Bryce Young back in the mix, don't like their chances. I believe they dropped to 0-4 this weekend. Pittsburgh-Houston. This is another upset. I like Pittsburgh as a favorite, but give me Houston. C.J. Stroud has quietly been balling, and since uh, you know the first week where they looked off against the Ravens, uh, you know, played decent against the Colts, and then last week just dominated the Jaguars. So you know, a lot of people, you know, you know, T.J. Watt playing. His brother's team, J.J. Watt, J.J. Uh, Watt torn. J.J. Watt's going to be inducted into the Texans' ring of honor this day. I do think T.J. Watt will have a good game. I don't really like this for C.J. Stroud because under pressure with a great defensive end, uh, things look rough. But I'm not sold on Pittsburgh. Their offense against the Raiders didn't look great. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo hand-gifted them three touchdowns. Their offense doesn't look good. Against the Browns, they got two defensive touchdowns, outscored the Steelers' offense, and against the 49ers was trash. I like Houston's offense more. Give me Houston's offense. Give me the upset against the Steelers. Next, New England-Dallas. So I think this is going to be a close game. I like New England to cover the 6.5 points, but I think Dallas is going to win. I don't see them letting uh, losing two in a row. This would be colossal. If they do, uh, but here you have Zeke going back to Dallas AT&T Stadium um, since he's been a Patriot. Uh, be emotional there, uh, but I do think Dallas gets a win um, in this spot. They know they have to respond after getting uh, shellacked by the Cardinals last week in a game. They had no business being on the losing side of, but here we are, Dallas Cowboys being Dallas Cowboys. They got to win this one. They lose this one and then have to face at San Francisco and at Chargers, that becomes a brutal task. And what was my Super Bowl pick could potentially be 2-4. and four. So this is a must-win for those Dallas Cowboys, and I believe they rise to the occasion, they show urgency, and get the win. Arizona-San Francisco. San Francisco is going to win this, and that's all I have to say about that. Kansas City-New York Jets. 
So Taylor Swift is rumored to be in attendance. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has even himself focused that he might be there. You just never know. He left it rather vague. Uh, if he does make it to the game and their spirit of Aaron Rodgers is there, maybe it will be closer. But if not, I'm rolling with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and it's not just because of the Kansas City Chiefs now great power. It's really the ineptitude of offense of Zach Wilson and the New York Jets. It's They've abandoned it. They've lost it. Your formula, run the ball with Brees Hall, throw it to Garrett Wilson. And they're not doing either. They're not following the tight formula they have to to win. Uh, they are a losing football team and it's showing. But now still on the topic of uh, NFL college football, I want to talk about something as we kind of shift to college football. Um, and there's been kind of been this notion, uh, some of the media pundits I've been reading, listening to, you know, I've been talking about that, hey, you know, because Caleb Williams' dad has mentioned, if he doesn't like the situation, he could stay in the draft, uh, stay one more year in USC and wait till next year. And same with uh, Shador Sanders. But it's like, why wait? Why are you trying to go to a better situation? Can you not handle the pressure on the team? Because you talk about, uh, you know, historically, the great guys go to bad organizations, bad teams. But they're really counting on you to be the savior. It's, can you handle that pressure? Can you? Because what was Buffalo before Josh Allen? It was not winning playoff games, not going to the playoffs, not winning the division. Josh Allen's came in there. Now, has he won the Super Bowl? No, but he has changed life around for Buffalo Bills fans. This is a much better organization now and team and interest around the team than it was pre-Buffalo. You look at the Cincinnati Bengals, an absolute terrible team before Joe Burrow got there. Hadn't won a playoff game in around 30 years. Had good teams with Marvin Lewis and Andy Dalton, but could never do it. Were the favorites in some playoff games, but could never win one. Joe Burrow comes in there, takes him to a Super Bowl right away. Multiple championship game performances. He has changed life for the Cincinnati Bengals because he's that type of quarterback. He can handle the pressure. You look at the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Chargers had Phillip Rivers. Decent franchise, people talked about them, uh, not too much. But now with Justin Herbert, they're one of the national spotlighting teams. Everybody's talking about Justin Herbert and how good that guy is. He's changed life for the Chargers. Patrick Mahomes is, to me, 50-50 because there was a system in place. But there wasn't any postseason success with Alex Smith. You put Patrick Mahomes in there. Two Super Bowls, multiple championship performances, and they didn't win a Super Bowl. There was 50 years in between Super Bowl wins. So, yeah, Patrick Mahomes changed life for this team. So, I'm just leaving it at that. You know, I don't want to get drafted by the Cardinals or a team. Well, guess what? Once you're there, you get drafted, you can change the tide. That's how influential and important you are. Look at the guys I just named. They've done it. You can do it. Don't be afraid or put off. I have a pressure. Uh, pressure is what makes you.
Pressure is what makes you great. Now let's go to my week five college picks. Last week took a swings on quite a few upsets. Playing it more conservative this week, except for my opening pick. Uh, Florida, Kentucky. Florida is the favorite, but it is in Lexington, Kentucky. They've been playing well. Uh, you know, majority of the money is on Florida uh, fan favorite vote as well. Uh, Florida, big win against Tennessee. How do you follow up a big win? Uh, they uh, barely beat Charlotte, and guess what? They're losing to Kentucky. Clemson, Syracuse. Syracuse is 4-0, but this Clemson, they've got to win this. They have three losses in September. They're 2-3. and three. Uh, Dabo might not be there come October morning, the next day, October 1st. they got to win this game. I'm going Clemson. Texas A&M, Arkansas. Uh, Texas A&M bit me in the back last week when I picked against them. I'm not doing it this week. Give me Texas A&M. South Alabama, James Madison. James Madison, 4-0. Heavy favorite. Give me them. USF against Navy. Give me USF. Another easy win. We're taking easy wins this week. Time to get the momentum back. Boise State, Memphis. I like Memphis in this game. Give me Memphis. Oh, here's a hard one for you. LSU Ole Miss. In Ole Miss, a tough place to play. Um, later game for them, too. Um, however, Ole Miss didn't like how their offense looked against Alabama. And it's not like this Alabama defense is great. We just saw Texas cook it in Alabama. But Ole Miss, I just don't know about the quarterback dart in the team and some of the play calling by Lane Kiffin. I like LSU. They picked it up after an early beatdown by Florida State. Uh, LSU can still reach their destination and their goals by winning out, and they will beat Ole Miss. Troy and Georgia State. Here's another upset I'm picking. Georgia State 4-0, heavy favorite against the Troy Trojans. Give me Troy. Give it to me. Then, game day, primetime, Notre Dame, Duke. Duke is 4-0. I think Riley Leonard is a great quarterback. But Notre Dame coming off one of the most brutal losses of the season so far. Uh, last second touchdown to Ohio State. Had the game in their hand. Could have, should have won. They didn't. I like Notre Dame to rebound from that tough loss and to beat the Duke Blue Devils. I don't think it's tough because this Duke team, I think, is good. I think Riley Leonard's a fantastic quarterback. But Sam Hartman and the players on this Notre Dame team, I believe, are going to go out and just quiet Duke and get after them. And lastly, West Virginia TCU. Uh, TCU has rebounded from their opening loss to the Colorado Buffaloes. But I like West Virginia in this one. I like the underdog. I like the upset. Um, I believe they'll beat TCU this weekend. So there's a lot of college football on this weekend. Great NFL games. Hope you enjoy them. I'll talk to you all next week when I give you my official record for week four. Until then, bye everybody.